0: the ragazin sheets are available online at the sheets.com our website also offers free introductory material including an online seminar you can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123 that's the ragazin sheets at 212-674-3123 ragazin the most respected name in racing
2: Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at drf.com slash bet. That's winning at drf.com slash bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Del Mar, home of the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred LA. By the La Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 to reserve your room for Santa Anita opening day, December 26th. By Legacy Ranch, get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. And by HorseBills.com, enjoy billing made easy through HorseBills.com. By Semis Original, watch and wager where the five and four hundred five freeways collide at Semis Original in Lake Forest. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association, it pays to own a cowbred. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective equine handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. And by the Pample Moose Grill, always a winning dining experience on your trip to Del Mar. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing, sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com, selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairflex Park in Pomona, the Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts. John Lindo, and Bob Ike.
3: Hey, good morning, and welcome to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Lindo. I'll be joined by my regular host, uh, co-host, Bob Icke, in just a second. Uh, a lot going on for the first Saturday in December. We've got the Turf Festival continuing on at Del Mar uh, amongst the races today, the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby, the Stormy Liberal, and the Grade 3 Jimmy Durani all on the turf today at Del Mar. We've got a terrific card at to Aqueduct today that is headed up by the Cigar Mile. Turf racing is back at Gulfstream Park. And you've got the claiming crown at Fairgrounds, not to mention a, a pick-six carryover tonight at Los Alamitos. So a lot going on for our source players. And to talk about uh, all, all these different types of events and the news of the week, let's bring in my regular co-host, Mr. Bob Ike. And, Bob, thanks for sitting in while I was uh, running out of town last week.
4: Yeah, well, you ran a little bit out of town, across the ocean. I hope you had a great time over in Hawaii, John. Uh, had a had a nice show with Jace. Uh, we had a great conversation that day. And really looking forward to closing weekend. This is great racing, and 13 days goes by fast here, but I think we go out very strong today and tomorrow, John.
3: Yeah, good field sizes this weekend. The turf festival really helps boost things up. You see some new faces out here. Chad Brown will be well-represented all weekend. And, and, Bob, you talk about the closing weekend at Del Mar. You know, we we usually kind of hit the highs and lows of each meet. And what did you think about this 13-day meet?
4: Well, I mean, overall, it was another safe meet. That was a good thing. Del Mar's had a great safety record over uh, the last decade, really, John, uh, at least the last five or six years an incredibly safe uh, record on both dirt and turf, and I think that held again this year. Uh, one of the small disappointments for me was field size was down. I expected more, John, and I think maybe we get spoiled with the summer meet here and, and how good it is and averaging over nine horses uh, per field. That didn't happen here a lot of times, a lot of days. There were some short fields, and I guess that's just part and parcel of where we're at in California racing, especially this time of the year. Uh, I am happy to see that the turf racing has continued to fill very well. Personally, John, I would like to see less of the five furlong turf sprints. I think it's an overused race. It was when it first came about and they put that race in, it was kind of a novelty. You'd see two or three of them a week, and, and now you see two or three a day, and I just think it's too many because... It compromises too many of the horses in the in the field, John. They're just some of them need more than five furlongs. If you're drawn outside, you don't have much shot in there. So, I'm not sure what the solution is, but uh, they, they they those races do tend to fill well, so they're popular, but just not that pop- popular with me, John. And and it was very happy to see the traditional pick six pack at Del Mar. It's a dollar increment. We've got uh, the seventy thirty split with consolations, and uh, had one carryover at the meet, and maybe, you know, there's a shot maybe to get another one for closing day, although um, maybe today there's a couple of the shorter-priced singles. If they get home, that won't happen. But just very happy to see the traditional pick-six back in play at Del Mar.
3: Bob, well, there's some news on a couple of the Kentucky Derby winners. The, this year's Kentucky Derby winner uh, of 2023, uh, Mage, on Monday it, it was announced he was retired. Now, this is a horse that did not make his first start until he was a three-year-old earlier this year, did not win a race after the Kentucky Derby. How do you think he's going to be remembered, or, or do you even think he will be remembered, you know, as a major force in the three-year-old ranks this year?
4: Well, I mean, he is the
3: Derby winner.
4: He's a horse who... He only won two races, John. He broke his maiden first time out and didn't win again until the Derby, although he ran a heck of a good race in the Florida Derby behind Forte. Ran third in the Preakness, second in the Haskell after the Derby wins. Did not fire in the Travers, which ended up being his last race in August, and uh, just kind of got lost in the shuffle after that. He had trained to try to come back and make other races, and I know they wanted to Try to make the Breeders' Cup Classic at the end of the year, but it didn't work out for him. So, I mean, I think he was a very solid horse. I don't think he's going to go down in history as you know one of one of the real memorable three-year-olds. His career was brief, and he only had two wins. And you know, he's he's probably going to get uh, bypassed here in the the end of the year balloting, even just because he didn't do anything after the Derby, and some of the other three-year-olds came along and and did some good stuff. So. It'll be interesting to see how that works out uh, with the Eclipse Awards. But uh, just a two-for-seven career. But, John, you know what? He made $2.5 million and that wasn't bad. And his full brother runs today in the Remsen in New York, a horse named Dornock. So we'll see if uh, those those bloodlines continue on into next year.
3: And the other uh, note came out yesterday about a Triple Crown winner. That was Justify, who won the 2018 Kentucky Derby. Well, yesterday, an L.A. County Superior Court judge has issued an order requiring the stewards in California to disqualify Justify from the 2018 Santa Anita Derby. If you remember way back when, uh, it came out some 17 months after he won the Santa Anita Derby that uh, Justify had a positive test for scopolamine, which is uh, you can get contaminated feed. You know, it's jimson weed that gets into the hay. And uh, they have had issues with that in California before but uh it was kind of swept under the rug by the California Horse Racing Board, and they kind of threw it out without telling anybody It came to pass seventeen months later and uh, the owner of Bolt Oral, the runner up in the uh, San Anita Derby Mick Ruiz, has been uh, you know going through legal uh, means trying to get this overturned at the time. Scopolamine was a class three drug, anything in the class one or two three one, two or three drugs that resulted in positive tests at that time was an automatic disqualification. So we'll see where this leads now because, Bob, that was a race that gave justify the qualifying points to race in the Kentucky Derby, which led to his Triple Crown.
4: Right. Uh, John, that's a good recap on a confusing situation. Uh, The positive for scopolamine was uh, through contamination because there were many horses at Santa Anita at that time who came up with positives. Uh, The problem for me was the CHRB, sort of in the cover of darkness, swept it under the rug, as they did with the other uh, contamination, scopolamine positives. It was reported by the New York Times, as you said, 17 months later. Uh, the, the stewards did not disqualify the horse because they had ruled, they determined that the CHRB had already made a ruling on this, and then yesterday that Superior Court judge you talked about has ordered the stewards to disqualify Justify what it all means, uh, the, the horse is already an undefeated Triple Crown winner. You're not going to take that away. Um, the, the suit is against the CHRB. They're not even going after the connect, connections of Justify, so uh, there may be no money transferred back uh to Ruiz from the Justify people. And you know what? John Justify is on his way to being, what, a $100 million uh, stud in Kentucky and doing very well, so... Uh, To me, the biggest problem was the way the CHRB handled it originally, and uh, we always hear about transparency in this game. Unfortunately, we don't see it as often as we should.
3: We'll follow the story as it goes along. Obviously, this this just came out yesterday, so let's see what happens from here. As far as some of the the players in Southern California, there's going to be some changing faces. Uh, We understand that after this weekend, Ramon Vasquez will move his tack back to oakland park which is where he came from a couple of years ago to set up shop in southern california
4: yeah he's had good success back there john i think he struggled a little bit lately uh, when he first came out here it looked like he had some momentum but um just hasn't hasn't been near the top of the standing so he's going to go back to oakland i think he probably has a lot of connections there obviously the purse money is tremendous back there and they run for the next five months so uh, i think it's probably a pretty good move for him
3: from a, tra- a training standpoint, Richard Baltus will finish up a one-year suspension on December 8th. Uh, he was uh, uh, suspended for using race day medications that were not allowed within 24 to 48 hours of running. And uh, he plans to have his barn back up on running at Santa Anita. From what I understand, it sounds like he'll start with about 20 horses. Yeah, I'm
4: looking forward to having Richard back. I mean, he hasn't saddled a horse in Southern California since last April. Uh, while he was waiting for all this, uh, ruling to come down, they did not give him, uh, time already served. They added another year. So this is, this has been a long time that Richard Baltus has been away. He's a guy who sends out a lot of horses. He's, he's good for field size here in Southern California. And there's no doubt in my mind he's going to build his barn up, back up very quickly, uh, once he gets going. He comes back on December 8th and he does have stalls at uh, Santa Anita, and probably will end up at some at San Ray Downs as well.
3: And from a horse standpoint, CZ Rocket, who was so impressive last week, winning as a 9-year-old, will be shipping out to Oakland Park, will be going out of California because another California rule, uh, as he turns 10 in a few weeks, he won't be allowed to run at certain places.
4: Yeah, I know in, at Del Mar he would not be allowed to run as a 10-year-old. I think I read that he could run at Santa Anita as a 10-year-old, uh, but, but they are opting to go to Oakland Park. Uh, first of all, you can use Lasix there in the stakes races, and he's a horse that I think does his best with Lasix. He came back and won that allowance race here last week. And, you know, he's loving what he does, John. He's nine years old. He's a gelding. He loves running. Uh, Peter Miller is taking great care of him. I have to believe the day that he... Doesn't want to train or doesn't want to go forth and do his best, CZ Rocket would be retired. Uh, it's just to me, it's a crazy rule why we draw the line uh, between nine years old and ten years old. If the horse is sound, healthy, and happy, loves what he's doing, I think he should be allowed to race.
3: We're kind of taking the horseman out of horseman again when it comes to that. So, uh anyways, we wish the best luck to CZ Rocket. Let's get on and do a little bit of handicapping, Bob. And uh the feature race today, the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby, this is a terrific field. We've got the East Coast shippers coming in, uh, you know, Chad Brown represented. But we've got some good horses coming out of the Twilight Derby at Santa Anita as well. How do you see the uh Hollywood Derby? Yeah, it is an interesting
4: race, John. Six of the runners in here do come out of the holly, of the Twilight Derby, which was on November 4th, Breeders' Cup weekend at Santa Anita. And if you watch that replay, about eight horses finished within three lengths that day. They were just all bunched and closing, and I don't think there's a lot separating any of those horses that come out of that race. Although I do think, in my opinion, Web Slinger ran the best race of those, finishing third, beaten a half length. He was wide throughout, especially extremely wide into the stretch. He really accelerated. He came from 10th uh, at the eighth pole and was only beaten a half a length. He galloped out best. He finished strongest. So of those six horses coming out of that race, uh, I-, I prefer Web Slinger of those, but it looks to me like Chad Brown has a couple major players coming in, especially program trading. He's three for three, three for four lifetime, I should say second in the Virginia Derby last time, and both the first and third place finishers came out of there to win. So he's obviously, in my mind, a very talented horse, and, and the one to beat uh, program trading is the 9-5 to five morning line favorite. And redistrict, redistricting for Chad Brown is not bad either. He's two for three. He beat older horses last time. Apparently had a little bit of a foot issue in the uh, Belmont Derby. He comes back off LASIK. Now his two wins have been with LASIK. I don't know if that'll matter or not today. Ships out here. Joe Al Rosario rides. So to me, those are the three principles, John, in a pretty wide open race. I think program trading's best race wins it. Web slinger and redistricting, uh, to go along with them is the way I saw that race. And, uh, John, why don't I go ahead and make my radio play here and then we'll come to you. You've got the Lindo report out and I've got my sheet out today. Races five, seven, and nine are my best plays. I put $144 into the late pick five. Good good sequence in there. I'm going to try to get us going right off in the first race today, a mile on the turf, where I like number four, Andy, Can You Hear Me? This horse, to me, clearly is better on turf. His maiden win was here at a mile out over the Delmar course last time. I thought he ran a solid second sprinting down the hill at Santa Anita. Stretching back out, Dario stays aboard, likes this course, likes this uh, this distance as well. So first race today, number four, Andy, can you hear me, four to one on the morning line. And, John, I know you've been uh, putting out your Lindo report even when you're on vacation, and that's brought to us from the South Point. So who are you going to go to for your radio play today?
3: I'm going to go down to the ninth and final. You'll do the opener. I'll do the closer in the ninth today. I like the, the uh, shipper number four, Katonia, making the U.S. debut for trainer Phil D'Amato. Ran very well against the boys overseas last time. Has trained well with good company here in the U.S., including a team drill with uh, Hong Kong Harry, who we saw run so well last week in the Sea Biscuit. This is a two-year-old filly who is r- working with good older stakes horses. Maiden race on the turf, six to one on the program, number four, Katonia race number nine for me at Del Mar and that'll that'll uh, be my play of the day Bob let's go ahead and take our first break when we come back we're going to talk to Bob Mazurski and we're going to get a little info about what's happening with the uh, Los Alamitos winter thoroughbred meet that opens next Friday and we'll also talk to Bruce Finkelstein who's going to look at a claiming crown race for us at the fairgrounds you're listening to thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on the home of Angels baseball AM830 KLAA and also on the AM830 uh, Angels radio application
5: secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls will come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphidisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion that she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg.
1: He... Angels Radio.
5: AME 30.
1: Where the
2: surf, down at Old Del Mar, take a plane, take a train, take a car.
3: There's a smile on every face, and a winner in each race, where the turf
2: meets the surf, at Del Mar. It's your last chance to watch and wager on Grade 1 racing at Del Mar in 2023. Top 3-year-olds are on stage in Saturday's Grade 1 Hollywood Derby. Sunday's Grade 1 Matriarch is the spotlight race for older fillies and mayors. And don't forget there are mandatory payouts in all posts on closing day Sunday. See you at the home of the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships, Del Mar. Where the turf
6: meets the surf at Del Mar.
2: Developed by Horseman, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to tax of invoices, handwritten checks and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice is sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoice efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five-furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks, too.
5: G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830
3: KLAA. Welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm John Lindo with Bob Ike, And Bob, uh, let's go ahead and get our calbred of the Week. And it was a, a nice profitable day yesterday for a, a certain calbred.
4: Yes, she sure was, isn't it? Her name was Stay and Scam, who beat Open Allowance Company yesterday at Delmar. Stay and Scam is by Square Eddie out of the Momentum Mare Puffy Puff Pastry, is owned and bred by Red and Racing, trained by Doug O'Neill. And John, in addition to the winner's share of the purse of 37800 Stay and Scam's connections picked up a Calbred owner's premium of $11,340 bringing her total earnings yesterday to over 49,000 and career earnings now over 158,000 so it pays to own a Calbred and John I know you're going to mention the uh, Stallion Season auction but I just also a couple notes real quick uh, our guest host last week Jay Privman gave us a winner he gave out Easter to win the sea biscuit and how about John Lees our good friend who filled in Sunday as the PA announcer Larry Colmus, was under the weather and John filled in on Sunday, and I thought he did just an outstanding job on short notice. Uh, so uh, hats off to John Lees as well.
3: Yeah, we didn't miss a beat with John Lees as the backup, and he did a great job. And uh, you talked about the stallion season auction. If you're a California breeder, keep these dates in mind starting uh, next Saturday, a week from today, at ctba.com. You can go ahead and take a look at the list of the stallions available, and you can bid on the on the breeding uh, seasons for these stallions, starting Monday, December 11th at 8 a.m., the bidding ends on Tuesday night at 8 p.m., and those seasons are sold, no guarantee. There were the proceeds to benefit the CTBA Political Action Committee. One other deadline for you, end of the year, December 31, is the deadline to register your foals from 2022 as Cal- calbrets Get those registered as Calbreds. We talk about the benefits of being a calbret Let's go ahead and bring on our next guest, and that's Bob Mazurski. Uh, we used to call him from today's Racing Digest. But we're going to have Bob put on his publicity hat from Los Alamitos. He handles the publicity for the upcoming Los Alamitos Winter Thoroughbred meet that opens on Friday. And, Bob, this is a really good meet for you guys, some terrific racing, and there's some stuff for horse players as well.
7: Yeah, we start on Friday. as You said our post time every day for the two weeks we run will be twelve thirty, and we have six state racing days and five stakes during those days, including the Grade Two Starlet next Saturday, and then the following Saturday is the uh, Grade Two Futurity for the two-year-olds, and then we also have the Bayakoa for fillies and mares on December fifteenth, and then a couple of cowbred races for two-year-olds, races that started at the Hollywood Park about twelve years ago. The Soviet problem in the King Gloria. So a lot of action in a short period of time. And for the horse players, we have the uh, handicapping contest two weeks from today, December 16th, you know, two spots available in the NHC next year in Las Vegas. And also we announced something yesterday that we're going to be doing. It uh, follows in the nighttime vein. We're going to be adding $10,000 to the pick sixes on both of the Saturdays into the pool. Provided there's no carryover on the Friday before, but we'll add $10,000 on both December 9th and December 16th into the pick six.
3: And, Bob, Ike, you had a question about something else that will be previewing at uh, Los Alamitos this winter. Yeah, Bob, I got
4: a little info yesterday, and I know you guys are going to release this next week, so I won't get too much into the details, but I like the idea. It's called In Play Probable Odds. And uh, what you guys are going to do at Los Sal is kind of after the third race, take what the pick threes and pick fours are paying, use a computer algorithm, and then display uh, what the probable win price, win odds are going to be. Uh, so, you know what I like, Bob, about this idea is when we see these horses drop from four to one to two to one in the last click, well, what you guys are going to try to do is anticipate that for the public and uh, so that's not such a shock. I think I think people are going to like this. Uh, maybe not the morning line makers so much, but um, <laughs> I think it's a good idea, Bob. And I know you'll have more details about this uh, early next week. Yeah, we'll have something out early next week. It was Mark Ratsky's idea who works
7: with me at LaSalle, and uh, it's going to be something he's going to be monitoring. And uh, as you're right, you, you know, that way you have an indication maybe if a horse got heavily played into the pick threes or into doubles in a in – a, Particular race, you'll be able to forecast maybe that that horse is going to be lower than its morning line price, so you'll be able to uh, see that, and hopefully people will like it.
4: And you want? We wanted you to look at the Jimmy Durani today, a real competitive race. It goes as race number five, a full field. How'd you see that one?
7: Yeah, well, I think uh, the Chad Brown anytime he brings a horse in, you uh, this race you have to respect it. And Lady DeBerry, who's uh, Maybe in Prada's on, won with her at Keeneland. You know, Brown did this last year. He brought Liguria in off a maiden win, and she was able to win this race. So I think she's got the one to beat. But I thought there was a couple of others are, that are interesting. Mo Fox, given, I think needs more patient handling. I didn't think she got the best of her eyes last time. I think if she's ridden more patiently, she has a better look. And then I was impressed with the, the – even though she got disqualified, circle of trust, I thought was visually impressive. And then go with Gusto had a really rough trip over at Santa Anita, so I think those are the, race, the race boiled down to those four.
3: And, Bob, you have your selections available at today's todaysracingdigest.com. As usual, where do you want to go for your radio play today?
7: I'm going to go to the eighth race today. I like number eight, the outside horse, Handsome Harry. He was a winner over this track during the summer meet, both the second and third of place. Horses came back to win. He's been gelded since that race. I think he'll get a great trip stalking from the outside. So number eight, Handsome Harry in race eight.
3: That's race number eight, horse number eight, Handsome Harry, four to one on the morning line for Bob Mazursky. All of his selections can be found every day at today's todaysracingdigest.com. Bob, we'll let you get a little rest. You'll be doing some double duty next week, handicapping and publicity, and we'll see you up at Los Al for the the thoroughbred meet.
7: All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Good luck today.
3: That was Bob Mazursky. Let's go ahead and bring in our next guest, from Bruce Finkelstein from BetOnBruce.com. And, you know, Bruce went a- around the nation last week, gave us intricate at $14.66 in the golden rod at Churchill Downs. So since he's a road traveler, we're going to have Bruce take a look at uh, the claiming crown today at, uh, in New Orleans at the fairgrounds. I heard they had a little bit of weather. They're off the turf at the fairgrounds. So, Bruce, good morning. And, uh, you know, we threw you a little bit of a wet track and everything else to deal with at the fairgrounds. <laughs>
0: That's okay. I always check the weather channel, so we kind of anticipated. Uh, so good morning, Bob and John. Um, do we have a track designation yet for the uh, fairgrounds or no?
3: I have not seen it. Uh, they don't go till I think, 1045 our time. So I did not see a, a track condition as of yet.
4: Okay. But, well, uh, It says uh, the dirt is good and obviously off the turf. Gotcha, yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's... The reason I ask is, let's go to the eighth race. It's the Rapid Transit Stakes at six furlongs on the main track. He had a big favorite here, like a salt shaker, who's definitely going to be tough to run down. But the horse of note, and the reason I ask about the track conditions is the two pure panic, I think ran the best race of his career on a sloppy track at Ellis. Go back and watch that race. He was just stubborn. He made the lead and got into a match race that day and could not have been more game-winning. You're in a 99-buyer, so a near-stakes type uh, number for him. He's held his own uh, recently. He just ran down. He just won a starter race where he sat just off the pace and won on a fast track. He's a gamer. He's versatile. But I'll tell you what, it, the wetter the better. If this track is playing like an off-track, I think he's even a, a much stronger play. So take a look at the, in the eighth race with the two Pure panic at the fairgrounds at six to one
3: on the morning line. So that's race number eight, horse number two. Pure panic, six to one on the morning line. That's for Bruce Finkelstein. And uh, Bob, not only did he do that, he came back on our, on our show last week, did a little forecasting, and gave out uh, Mr. Fisk at eight dollars and forty cents in the Native Diver on Sunday. So, so I know you wanted to ask him a little bit about what's going on at Delmar.
4: Yeah, Bruce. Great weekend for you, uh, or at Thank least you. Saturday. You really knocked them dead for us. Uh, we're on you to preview the Stormy Liberal that goes as the third race today, five furlong turf sprint here at Del Mar. How'd you see that one?
0: And I know it's your favorite race. I just heard you. <laughs> right. Five furlongs on the on the grass. You know what is kind of odd about this race? We have a field of eight. You know, some top horses in here. There is a lack of pace in here. Typically, you have some pretty quick types in races of this nature, but. You know, I think the pace might really uh, have a big say uh, in who wins here. And I like the one, Unconquerable keen. He's, I think, quickest in here. He's in good form right now. He's won two of his last three, one of which came here at Del Mar, so he can handle this track. Solid win uh, across town at Santa Anita uh, last time out. And if Flavian Pratt can get out of the gate okay, I think he's the the lone front runner or – should be up close in a pace which will not be all that fast. So in the third I think Unconquerable King he's 4 to 1 on the line. I kind of think he drifts down a little bit. Laneway your 9 to 5 favorite. He's better at Santa Anita. Laneway's a good horse but I think he's more of a Santa Anita horse. I get the feeling that maybe Unconquerable King drifts down a little bit, maybe Laneway goes up. The horse to beat is Turn on the Jets who is a course specialist. He's won 3 of 4 he was just beaten a length by Unconquerable King, but he seems to move up on this 5 8 uh, grass course. So I'm going to try to take a shot against the favorite laneway. I like the one, Unconquerable King. No doubt the horse to beat, I think, is the three turn on the Jets. Kind of a weird one, guys, uh, in a race where you think there's going to be some quick horses. Really not the case here.
3: I tell you what, it's an interesting race uh, for a five-furling event, but four to one in the program, number one, Unconquerable, unconquerable keen. Race three at Del Mar is the play. For Bruce and Bruce, before I let you go, just a real comment, a quick commentary up at Golden Gate uh, with Matt Dinnerman leaving to start up over at Oakland Park next week. We've got a, we've got a familiar voice at Golden Gate for now, and a new voice coming in in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, Frank Miramati. It's just spring training for Frank Miramati before uh, <laughs> San Anita starts. So he's, yeah, it's nice to hear the voice. Uh, just very sharp uh, Dinnerman. Uh, good luck to, to Matt Dinnerman, who's dead, uh, really, a, a, you could just see, very well-spoken and just really prepared. I, I, I like Dinnerman's work ethic, did a great job, but Frank Miramati is an absolute pro, getting polished up, and Bill Downs has been around uh, veteran race call, I think, once upon a time. Did he call the races at Hollywood Park once upon a time?
3: that i don 't remember he he's coming down from Emerald Downs, where he had the gig last uh spring and summer, and it's interesting to me that he's coming to do the Golden Gate uh calling with Golden Gate kind of you know supposed to close next summertime to give up a full time uh job just to come down and do it for six months, so we'll see where this goes, but I thought that was an interesting decision by Billy Downs
0: yeah I thought maybe one meet he might have called at Hollywood Park way way a long time ago, but yeah, we have some some really great substitute uh, race callers in Northern California. You want me to take a look at a race at Golden Gate?
3: If you have time, fire one away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, uh, neat Race is the ninth race today. Just straight 12-5 claimers, no restriction here. I think the key is the surface for the number two horse looking for revenge. It's a horse you used to run in Southern California, but... I think if you look at this guy's career, it's been resurrected by running on the synthetic track at Golden Gate. Twelve career starts on this uh, synthetic; he's won five of them and been on the board in nine of twelve. He ran at this level two races ago. He lost a heartbreaker. He's not the pre- doesn't have the prettiest way of going. He doesn't switch leads. Kind of has a little high leg action, but he really seems to do well on this surface. He can sit a trip. There will be pace in here with law-abiding the nine and the five Il Capitano, a couple of very quick horses. I think looking for revenge could kind of tuck in and sit behind those horses. But I think his best synthetic track race points him out. I'm going to throw out that last race on the turf, a race that he did uh, surface he doesn't care for. So in race nine, the two looking for revenge at a very tasty 8-to-1 on the morning line.
3: That's at Golden Gate, race nine, horse number two, looking for revenge. Eight to one on the program for Bruce Finkelstein. All of Bruce's selections can be found at betonbruce.com. Bruce, we're late on on the break, so I'm going to let you go, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Take care, guys. That was Bruce Finkelstein. Let's go ahead and take our next break. When we come back, we'll go to New York, talk to John Hardoon of the and Sheets, and down to South Florida to talk to Toby Kallet at tobykallet.com. You're listening to Thoroughbred LA right here on the Home of Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, and you can also listen on the Angels Radio app.
2: now more than ever it pays to own a cow bread. owners of a registered california bread maiden shall be paid seventeen thousand five hundred dollars owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in southern california and a ten thousand dollar owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in northern california these bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races, too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying Calbreds. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626 445 7800. That's 626 445 7800. Or log on to CTBA.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbread. Make plans now to avoid the traffic gridlock. Sammy's Original Lake Forest is looking forward to becoming your wagering headquarters in Orange County. Our 2,700-square-foot Las Vegas-inspired race book includes individual viewing terminals, ample self-serve bedding machines, live tellers, and are no-parking or cover charges at Sammy's Original. Help celebrate our 10-year anniversary with a special menu featuring rollback prices in the race book for all our players. Sammy's Original is located where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest at 23221 Lake Center Drive. First post time each racing day at Sammy's Original is 10 a.m. Come in, enjoy the great food, the great racing, and see what Sammy's Original is all about. For more information, call 949-716-2367 or log on to Sammy'sOriginal.com. See you at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest from Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at BetOnBruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Bet
6: on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Post players los alamitos is a big six carryover of over thirty four thousand dollars this saturday night and with the new money to be wagered on saturday the total pool could be around one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. remember racing fans los alamitos offers a traditional two dollar pick six with no jackpot provisions our first post on saturday night follows the final race at del mar It should be a great pick six sequence at beautiful Los Alamitos Racecourse, And as always, the best of quarter horse racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse Every Saturday and Sunday night featuring two of Night Racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the live racing action? The Vessels Club is a great table just for you. Inside seating and patio tables are available. For reservations, call 714-820-2681. And of course, Burgart Sports Bar is open for every live racing program. The Festive Racing, a great Pick Six wager, always at Los Alamitos. Remember, we have a Pick Six carryover of over thirty-four thousand dollars this Saturday night.
0: Angels Radio,
6: AM eight thirty. Jump around, jump around,
3: jump around, jump around. Welcome back to Turbot, Los Angeles. I'm John Linda with Bob Ike, and Bob, I know. uh one place that you like to go, when you get, if you can't get down to the racetrack live, where are you going to go play your racing?
4: Yeah, I go to the Derby Room at Fairplex. It's open for satellite wagering. It's a great spot. Food and beverage menu, audio, visual presentation is A+. Say hi to Brandon and Monica. Tell them you heard about it right here on Thoroughbred Los Angeles.
3: They do a great job out there. I'm looking forward to getting out there with you one of these days real soon. Let's go ahead and go out to New York now and talk to John Harduna of the Ragazin Sheets. And, John, best day of racing in the winter at Aqueduct, Cigar Mile Day. The back half of this card is really strong. And, uh, first of all, let's uh, look at that Cigar Mile. It goes late on the card today, race number 10, and uh, full field of 12 in there. And uh, I had a tough time with it. How do you see this race?
8: It's really a terrific – first of all, good morning, guys. Hope you're all doing all well. Uh, doing well. Um, it's a terrific card, and it's a terrific race, John, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of speed in this race, and I think this race is going to set up well for the number three horse, Senor Buscador. The best race this horse ever ran was last year at uh, Churchill down to the flat mile one turn, and that's what he's going to get today. You know, he's been around two turns when he was in Southern California – and, uh, he's really adopted, ad- adapted well to the cold weather I heard in New York. So he's really been full of himself. You're going to get every bit of the seven to two. And I like number three, Senor Buscador, uh, to win the 10th race, uh, the cigar mile at Aqueduct.
3: Bob Ike, what do you have for our buddy John Hardoon? Hey, welcome. I'm OK. Speed, it looks like the track is listed
4: as muddy right now. I uh, just wanted to confirm that with you, and then I uh, want to get the first of your radio plays. I know you're covering a few different tracks, so uh track conditions, and where do you want to go for your first play?
8: Well, they had a lot of rain yesterday until last night. The track is starting off muddy. So far, the first two races, to be honest with you, speed dominated, but th- those were two-year-old races, so, you know, who knows? But hopefully the track will be dried out by the Cigar Mile, and uh, hopefully it's somewhat of an even track. But, yes, the track is starting off wet. Most of our two radio plays comes in the eighth race at Aqueduct, the Gulf of Long States, and the number five horse in here, Tizzy in the Sky. Did we
3: got you there? Are you there?
8: Two on the morning line. Uh, Number five, Tizzy in the Sky is a pick five, pick four, pick six single in today's eighth race, and they do have a carryover. So there's a single for you, seven and two on the morning line. Number five, Tizzy in the Sky wins the eighth race.
3: So that's the eighth race at Aqueduct. Number five, Tizzy in the Sky, seven and two in the program for John Hardoon. And, John, I know you covered Gulfstream and Del Mar. Where would you want to go for your second play?
8: Let's go to Gulf Street and look at race number nine, a mile and a sixteenth. And believe it or not, I'm giving out a tapita race, but I really love this horse. I like the number two horse in here, Volcanic. Four-year-old gelding from the Mark Cassie Barn. This horse is five for six at Gulf Street, four for six at the distance. Full field of ten, no late scratches. He's listed at nine to two on the morning line. He's going to get a great trip from the inside. Number two, Volcanic wins today's ninth race out at Gulf Street.
3: That's number two, Volcanic, 9 to 2 in the program, Race 9 at Gulfstream Park. John, give out your website and what you got available.
8: J O N H A R D O O N dot com. Two best plays, $10. Show car, $25. Today we have Gulfstream Aqueduct and, of course, Delmar Selections.
3: Thanks so much, John. We will talk to you next Saturday.
8: Okay, guys, stay safe and be well. Thanks so much.
3: That was John Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. Let's go down now to South Florida and pick up Toby Callett. And I know, Toby, that uh, John Hardoon did not step on your toes picking a synthetic uh, track race, so that's not going to affect you. And you've got to be glad to see the green grass there. And uh, you hit the ground running yesterday to begin the whole uh, the new champions meet. Your key play in the sixth race yesterday, Boldness, came home and paid 14 40 So already you're seeing the ball.
9: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, as I said before, you have to pay attention in the summer. as torturous as it's been the last two summers with no turf. But uh, the summer knowledge does help. Uh, it's just as I said many times. And uh, the truth, uh, the truth is easy to remember and to repeat. Uh, there's not as much fruit on the vine, but there still is uh, there still is fruit, and uh, we'll hope that it uh, it pays dividends going forward. I am shocked that that, that Jonathan came up uh, with a synthetic race because. He would probably be the bottom end of the exact of those that uh, abstain from uh, from synthetics. Uh, with, well, you'd have to key me on top,
4: I would have to think.
3: Well, Bob Ike, questions for Toby before we get a pick. Hey,
4: hey Toby, good morning. You guys have a mandatory uh, Rainbow Six payout today. Wanted to touch on that. And also a bet that I'm going to be excited about following is the Tropical Turf Pick 3 last three turf races of the day, and it's a low 15% takeout. So uh, just quickly on those two topics, Toby.
9: Well, the, uh, you know, the tropical park, uh, you know, turf pick three uh, is, is definitely a good play. Uh, you guys introduced it out west, and uh, I think it's worthwhile. The only caveat is that on the fifty days, weather-wise, they will move those races to the Teppeta. So today I don't believe that's going to be the case, nor tomorrow. Please, for the listeners, keep that in mind, that um, they, if it rains, they don't go to the dirt. They go to the tapeta. So if you have a similar opinion as I do, it's something to be wary of. But uh, today's card is good, and uh, um, maybe uh, between my key plays and what I've got for the radio, maybe I can give you a little help because my key plays uh, remaining are races 8-11. I'm going to talk about both stakes today, the two-year-old dip, uh, Florida Sire, In Reality, and Dear Girl. The fifth race today is the In Reality. And in here, the two to five morning line favorite is uh, Ben Tornado. Um, the fact of the matter is, is his pedigree does not screen two turns. There have not been any two turn dirt races. They've all been run, any two turn races have been run on the synthetic. And the horse that I think is a potential upsetter, the three Braun, is going to add blinkers today. He's been around two turns on the synthetic twice, and uh, I think if anybody's going to think that turn it, it would be the three bronze. So make an, an exact box of two, three. The others to fill in the gimmicks might be the five Mattingly, and the maiden, the one secret lover, who uh, also should enjoy two turns. Going to the, the my dear girl in here, the, uh, the five are Harper Rose. I believe she's four to five on the morning line. She's undefeated. And, again, her pedigree doesn't scream uh, route. I'm intrigued by the one, Honey Dijon. She um, definitely uh, needed the race here. That was a prep, you can tell. They took her back to Kentucky. She's trained four times since. Bring her back down. I love the switch to Paco Lopez. They've had a great trip from the rail. Again, it's around two turns, and I think she's a potential upsetter. I will bet on her today myself. Behind her, our Harper Rose, the five. The seven, dancing and Dixie, and don't leave out the three unrelentless. With your guy's guide, Joe Bravo, who's off to a great start since returning to South Florida.
3: So that's one five seven three in the 10th race for Toby. Is that your radio play today?
9: We'll make that the radio play, but I did not want to ignore the other two year old stake because if Braun is able to upset Ben Tornado or run second, uh, I think you can get, as you guys call, seed money for your pick six place.
3: Sounds good, Toby. I appreciate that. We're late on the break. I'm going to let you go, and we'll talk to you next Saturday.
9: As they say, bye-bye.
3: <laughs> that was Toby Kellett, com. Bob, let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll talk Los Alamitos with Michael Rona, getting ready for double duty next weekend. You're listening to Thoroughbred LA right here on the home of Angels Radio, AM 830, and on the Angels Radio app. I just...
0: Radio. AMA
5: 30.
1: Where the turf meets the surf, where the turf meets the surf, get old whole Delmar. You could be flying on an airplane, catching
7: a fast train, or jumping in your car. Come on to Dilma. Everybody's gonna have a smile on their face, cause somebody's gonna win every single time there's a race the surf down to old Del Mar where, the turf a surf, where the turf a surf
2: down Delmar right Del Del wants to thank all racing fans for your support this season. Make your plans to come back next summer when Delmar opens Saturday July 20th and remember the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships come back to Delmar, November 1st and 2nd For Breeders' Cup ticket information log on to breederscup.com. Delmar. Cool as ever. Make the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Lay Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. Wide Open Bar and Lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699.
6: Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime Fallenburg Racing with an action-packed two-week winter meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, December 8th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 17th. First post will be 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Our December meet is our biggest daytime meet of the year with five stake races on tap, including three graded stakes events. Our opening Saturday will feature the running of the Grade 2 Starling, featuring an outstanding field of juvenile fillies. And on Saturday, December 16th, top juveniles will race in the Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity. Other top stakes events include the Bayacoa, the Soviet Problem, and the King glorious and horse players the los alamitos on track live money handicapping contest is back on saturday december 16th you could win a seat to the national handicapping championship in las vegas for the contest format and more go to losalamitos.com daytime racing is back at los alamitos opening day is set for friday december 8th want to bet your
1: favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casino's race book has the answer
3: Final segment of third bed, Los Angeles. I'm John linda with Bob Ike, and Bob got to see uh, our next guest down here at Del Mar yesterday. Michael Ronan and his wife Callie, yeah, Kathy. They were wandering around, got a chance to chat a little bit, and better yet, saw him in the winter circle. Michael, I, I i think Kathy got to keep the bouquet of flowers, didn't she? Wouldn't you believe
5: that she got to keep two? Um, it <laughs> turned
3: out to be quite a delightful
5: visited Del Mar. We're friends with Paul and Zilla Redham and I saw that Paul had a few horses entered and I texted him a couple of days ago to see if he and Zilla were going to be at the track cheering on their horses. But they were doing it tough in the Bahamas and said that uh, they'd be delighted if they saw Cappy and me representing them in the winner's circle if one of their horses happened to win. Uh, in fact, Bob, you mentioned earlier on the program today about stay and scam in the context of being a cowbred. Uh, that horse won race six. And then they came back at one race eight with stolen Treasure on, uh, Edwin Maldonado's birthday, no less. So it was all happening. There were lots of delightful angles in play. Kathy uh, exited the track with two bouquets of roses and, uh, I, I theoretically could have had two bottles of bourbon, but I decided to donate the second one to trainer Edward Freeman. So it's (laughs) a a really memorable day. It was a lot of fun.
3: Well, you're now the official good luck charm for Redham Racing. I think they're going to be calling you in whenever they run. Michael, (laughs) uh, the the key tonight is for the horse players, the big event, and that's the Pick 6 carryover.
5: Yes, there's a $34,000 carryover in our traditional Pick 6 $2 wager. And it's a 10-race card, so the sequence begins with the fifth. It uh, it looks a little tricky in the sense that uh, the racing office has uh, delivered a curveball in the form of a 110-yard race to finish the program, race number 10. So you might want to be spreading in some alley. I'll tell you what's interesting. In our weekly webcast preview show, which you can access, on YouTube or losalamitos.com or on Twitter at LowSalRacing, uh, the four of us who are doing some handicapping, Orlando Gutierrez, our publicity and marketing director, Jose Contreras, fan TV host, Christopher Wade, our nighttime terminal car analyst, and yours truly, we each had a selection in races 7 through 10. So if you want to tune into that preview show, uh, you
4: might get some help with the late pick four.
3: There you go. And, Bob Ike, what do you have for Michael? Yeah, Michael,
4: well, uh, I'm glad you gave up one of those bottles of bourbon. I wouldn't want you have to uh, have you put both of those down, you know, during the week. That would be a little bit tough on you. But uh, I know Edward Freeman would uh, much appreciate that. Michael, post time for tonight, and then we want to get a selection from you. We we'll kick off at
5: 5.15, and Mike pick uh, which is also contained in the webcast preview show, is in the ninth race, the second last. It's a three-year-old maiden at 300 yards. I like number seven, Cheetah, who's had two starts, well set on debut back in May. The form line is outstanding. The horses that finished ahead of him when he was third on debut have gone on to do terrific things, including five-bar supremas in the $2 futility next weekend. The horse has had no luck... Either start breaking from the rail on each occasion. He gets to the outside, comes in off a layoff with a bullet gate drill on November 11. A lot of positive pointers to this horse in the ninth race. He is the two-to-one favorite on Ed Bogart's morning line, but I'm pretty keen on Cheetah in the penultimate. Hopefully he can keep us alive going into the 110-yard race to close out the 66. 6
3: That's the ninth race tonight, number seven, Cheater, two to one on the morning line from Michael Rona. Michael, we're going to let you get going, uh, relax a little bit. You're going to be busy next weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday for both the Los Al Starlet and the Champion of Champions. Yes, very big week coming up. Thanks, fellas. Hooray. That was Michael Rona. I want to thank everybody. Bob, thanks for co-hosting as usual. Thank everybody who joined us today. Again, closing weekend tomorrow, mandatory payout to Del Mar. You'll have Mike to recap everything tomorrow from 8 to 10 here. And uh, we'll talk a little bit of Los Sal when we get back next Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, best of luck, everyone. Andy Harris next with the SoCal Restaurant Show. Good luck today. <laughs>
5: A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the
4: horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed.